Hello, everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. Cruelly treated, abused, and neglected, my next guest would seek refuge through the stories and lives of others. Anything to transport her from the life she had known to the life she someday hoped to have, and the someone one day she hoped to be. But how? What would start as a life of utter rejection would soon be turned into a life of realized hope. A hope that would reach nations, save lives, bring justice, but most of all, bring love to the very enemy that sought to destroy her and the God she stood for. Here to share her amazing story in part one of my three-part exclusive is internationally acclaimed human rights attorney and allied attorney with Alliance Defending Freedom, speaker, writer, and author, her latest memoir, Saving My Assassin. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to testimony a great joy indeed, Miss Virginia Prodan. Virginia, welcome to testimony. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Jason. Well, it's great to have you. Am I pronouncing your name, your last name correctly? I believe so. Say one more time. <laughs> Prodan. Yes, that's correct. Okay, fantastic. Well, Virginia, your life growing up in communist Romania was anything but ideal. I'd like for you to share with our listeners just what that was like for you, and then tell us how you came to faith in Jesus Christ. Virginia Prodan, please tell us that story. I'm happy to do it. I live in a land in communist Romania that I call a land of lies and a prison land. It was a land of lies because uh, our government uh, decided to um, control us and silence us, and by doing that they decided to a label every question, every concern that we had as um, anti-government statement. So for that reason, the majority of people were very silent and obedient. They will do whatever it takes because uh, anyone who was not obedient or silent or did not agree with the government will disappear, will be um, out of job, or will be killed. So for that reason, the majority of people were silent. Among the people that I watched as a kid being silent were my parents. They were very obedient uh, outside, but I noticed and I heard them several times inside of the home whispering and expressing their real feelings and thoughts about the communists. And as a young kid, I watched them and I said to myself, I do not want to live this kind of life, a fear and double life, one outside and one inside. Coupled with that, we as a family, um, we had every year like family reunions and we had a great time. But as a kid, I noticed that some of my lawyers were always surrounded by people and they were asking questions. And I thought, just by watching them, that my relatives, lawyers, had have the answer to their questions. 
So I put those two things together. I don't want to live a fearful and double life like my parents. Uh, and these uh, lawyers have an answer. So I thought to myself, as a six, seven years old kid, I found the way. I will go to law school and I will find the truth and I will speak up for the truth. So little I knew that in communist Romania, you don't go to law school and you don't apply to law school like you apply here. Uh, the government controls everything because the government uh, had to make sure that the uh, students admitted in law school and special in Bucharest law school that they will become soon uh, ambassadors, uh, attorney generals and uh, other big judges. They will uh, have to be loyal to the government. So they made uh, a very strict um, uh, procedure of uh, law school admission. And in order to be admitted at law school, your political file had to be admitted first. And the communists to Romania, the communist government had a file on every single person from uh, birth to death. And they were controlled, they were supervised, and everything about them were part of that file. So the three requirements for the law school uh, political file to pass the government uh, approval were the following. First, my parents were not in, put in jail for opposing the government. The second one, the, um, my parents were not arrested or uh, ever under interrogation for saying something uh, against the communist government. And the third one, my parents were not Christian. So in this situation, my file was uh, accepted and uh, I was allowed to take uh, exam the body, the entrance exam for law school and I was so happy the day when I was admitted and the, all four years of law school I was so happy to make sure that I study very well because in my mind I thought that I'm going to find the truth in those law books. Amen and amen. Now Virginia for our listeners I want to go back to your childhood. One of the founding scriptures of this radio broadcast is Revelation 12:11, which states we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And what I found so remarkable about your story was that you had to overcome unbelievable odds to even apply to law school. Your growing up was in a home of, in my view, utter rejection from the parent that was supposed to have loved you. And I don't want to spoil it for our reader, but there are many surprises in your book along the way that you would find out much later. But I have a question for you. You're a fair-haired, freckle-faced, red hair beauty. You don't look anything like your family. And they seem to detest the very ground that you walk on. So question, what would you say, Virginia, was the hardest for you as a child growing up in communist Romania? The lack of freedom? the lack of love, or the constant fear that you or a loved one might someday, as you talk about in your book, just simply disappear. Can you explain? Um, in all those lack of love, uh, lack of freedom, and people disappearing, the, the entire thread and the hardest part in my life was my desire as a kid to find the truth. 
it was not only the truth to speak up, as I explained it before, but the truth about myself, the truth about who I was, who were my real parents, why I was treated so differently and so cruel, why I looked so differently like nobody else. I had uh, red hair and freckles and a white skin, and the rest of the family had a different appearance. And that was painful because it was a, a, a daily reminder, plus the words of my own parents, the people that um, I spent my 18 years in that small town in Romania, especially Elena, who reminded me daily that I was there just to serve her. I was not part of the family. That was being part of the family. Uh, knowing the truth about yourself and why people were afraid to speak the truth was maybe the hardest or were the hardest things that I had to deal in in my childhood. But also, it was the way that God guided me to Him. Amen and amen, because you sought, as I introduced you earlier, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to international human rights attorney Virginia Prodan, her just-released memoir, Saving My Assassin, a must-read for every generation. Virginia, in my introduction of you, you escaped into books. Jane Eyre was someone you mentioned. Why? Because she, in many ways, I related to her. And because out of the books, because I was so different and I was so isolated, not even being allowed to play with other kids outside, I was uh, supposed to cover my hair and, and, and do all kinds of things to hide myself from other people to see me. Um, I found my real friends in books. I found my real friends in connecting with people like her, because in many ways she was like me, but she was a conqueror. She was victorious in, in her, her life, and I never accepted the, the conditions. I always believed and thought that one day I will leave that place, and somehow I will be a victorious um, in, in my future by my actions and by my dreams. Amen and amen, and you did that, and beautifully so. Now, in our remaining moments here for this segment, how did all of this play into your receiving Jesus Christ? I learned everything that was possible in law books, and I graduated in a 10% of my class, and I started to, to practice as a lawyer, and every day I was joyful and uh, uh, anticipating that that day will be the day when I will find out the truth. And after a few years of practicing, I came to my office and I said to my secretary, I did everything was possible for the time that I was six, graduated from law school, I cannot find the truth. And she looked up at me and she said, welcome to reality. There is someone in your office and you need to see it. When I went inside of my office, as my secretary told me that there was a man waiting for me, I recognized an old client. I have been dealing with him for more than a year, and he was there bringing me new documents and telling me about the new facts in his case. But that day, uh, even before that day, I noticed that he was very different than anyone else. Uh, I couldn't answer why in the land of... Uh, 
hopelessness, he had hope. And in a land where there it was no joy, he had joy. But I was so busy with helping him, I never asked. But I noticed those, those elements in his life. But that particular day when the, my entire world collapsed because I realized that I cannot find the truth, uh, and he was talking with me about the new facts and elements in his case. I didn't listen to him. I was just thinking, where is the truth? And all of a sudden, I pointed to him and I said, I want to have in my life what you have in, in your life. And he stopped, looked at me, and he said, do you go to church? And I was so shocked and surprised. I was thinking, what in the world going to church has to do with finding the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to acclaimed international human rights attorney, speaker, writer, and author Virginia Prodan. Her just-released memoir, Saving My Assassin. You can learn more about Virginia's work, ministry, and mission by visiting virginiaprodanbooks.com and get her book, Get Inspired, Get Help, but most of all, Get Hope That Nothing Is Impossible with God. Virginia, your incredible life and story is one I could not put down. Every page more riveting than the next. Your story, Saving My Assassin, is a classic triumph of courage in the face of fear and deliverance from a life of despair and hope that when faced with even death, God is always greater. Virginia, we look forward to hearing much, much more next week. God bless you. God bless you, too. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensene Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.